Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, January 16th. The path is clear. To go forward, we need to go together. So let's be guided by Dr. King's light. Today is the national holiday celebrating the birthday of civil rights leader Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. The day before Dr. King was assassinated in April of 1968, this is what he said in his last public speech. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. Today, we remember Dr. King's work and legacy, and we remember him as a man who preached messages of nonviolent resistance and racial equality. President Joe Biden spent today, this federal holiday, addressing the National Action Network's annual MLK Day breakfast and framed the current moment of American history this way. This is a time for choosing. Will we choose democracy over autocracy or community over chaos, love over hate? These are the questions of our time that I ran for president to try to help answer and that Dr. King's life and legacy, in my view, show us the way forward. Biden also used the speech to highlight his administration's record on issues like the economy, criminal justice reform, health care, infrastructure and more, all with an eye on helping black Americans and disadvantaged communities. The unemployment rate is the lowest it's been in 50 years and black unemployment is near record lows. Wages for black workers are up. More black Americans have health insurance than ever in American history. These are all pieces of a big new law that we passed. Now they're kicking in, but that's not all. We're implementing a once in a generation infrastructure law with equity at its center. He also touted his signing of an executive order on policing reform, including banning chokeholds and restricting no knock warrants and passing that bipartisan gun safety legislation last year. On Sunday, Biden made history as the first sitting president to deliver a sermon from the church where Martin Luther King served as pastor until his assassination in 1968. From the pulpit at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta yesterday, Biden praised King and his legacy, and he talked about a number of issues, including civil and voting rights. Progress is never easy, but it's always possible. And the things do get better on our march toward a more perfect union. But at this inflection point, we know there's a lot of work that has to continue on economic justice, civil rights, voting rights, and protecting our democracy. And I'm remembering that our job is to redeem the soul of America. The Democratic senator from Georgia, Raphael Warnock, who's the current pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church, was the one to invite President Biden to go down to Atlanta and speak on Sunday on the occasion that would have been Martin Luther King's 94th birthday. Dr. King's eldest son echoed a lot of what President Biden spoke about when he was on CNN earlier today. Today, uh, I think my dad and mom are looking down, uh, smiling, but yet saying we still have a long way to go before we reach that dream of freedom, justice and equality for all humankind. And it's very tragic that even in our own state of Georgia, there are restrictions that have been put in place. You may remember that voting rights is actually an issue that sort of fell off the agenda for Joe Biden after a failed attempt to try and do something about it in the United States Senate. 
You may recall he spent a lot of time in the first year of his presidency talking about what he saw as restrictive laws being put in place by Republican legislatures in various states. And he tried to have the Senate follow through on what the House passed, that dual legislation, the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. But Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin, two of those tough Democrats to win over, Sinema now actually an independent, did not go along with the idea of changing the filibuster rules in the Senate in order to advance that voting rights legislation, and therefore it died on the vine. The former Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, was at the MLK breakfast this morning, and she touched on some of the efforts that Democrats have made in this space of voting rights and organizing. In this fight, we just say it all the time. We don't agonize. We go out there and organize. We know why we're setting on this course. We know what we need to achieve. We know how to get the job done with a great connection to the people. And just as an interesting side note here, I urge you to go to CNN.com and check out Harry Enton's analysis of MLK's polling numbers. Harry dug into his approval ratings. And at the time that King was alive at the end of his life, he was not all that popular. The last Gallup poll to ask about his popularity during his lifetime was in 1966. And it found that King's unfavorable rating in 66 was at 63 percent. That was his unfavorable. That is a very high unfavorable rating. Now, of course, he's deemed an American hero. And if you look at more recent polling on MLK, you find a much, much more positive picture from the American public. In fact, it wasn't until President Ronald Reagan signed into law that there would be a federal holiday commemorating Martin Luther King, and that happened in 1983. So there was no federal holiday commemorating Dr. King's birthday until recent American history. I mean, that's only 40 years ago. There's also a new monument dedicated to Martin Luther King and his wife, Coretta Scott King, that was unveiled on Friday in Boston. It commemorates the place that they first met. It's called The Embrace. And it is supposed to symbolize the hug that Martin Luther King shared with his wife after he won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964. Now, the design of this new monument has garnered some criticism. But Martin Luther King III told CNN it's a subjective piece and people will have their varying opinions about it. But he's quite satisfied with it. It represents something that brings people together. And in this day and age, when there's so much division, we need symbols that talk about bringing us together. It's, the, it's personal for me because had my mom and dad not met uh, in Boston, maybe I wouldn't be here. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.